When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to The Tint. This is your host, Scott Fellman, and uh, we're in for a kind of a little bit of a treat today. Uh, I have with me James Sheen of Blackwater UK. Say hi, James. Hi. Hey, saying hi. James is the actual, <laughs> actually, James, you are the only uh, quote unquote authorized tenant dealer pretty much in the world and definitely our guy in the UK. So many of you who have dealt with, um, with James, understand his passion. He's just as geeky about this stuff as I am. And today we're just going to have a little chat and talk about some of our, uh, you know, some of the ideas we have and, and where, we, where we've gone and where we're going to go and, and just whatever, whatever strikes our fancy. James, why don't you give everybody uh, a little sort of a background, your, your origin story in, in, a, in like a, a minute or less, like what got you into the hobby, what you, got you into botanicals and, you know, where, what you see happening in the hobby, especially in the UK, but, you know, Europe as a whole and just in the world in general, because you're so active. Go. <laughs> go in a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, you could go longer. <laughs> um, well, hobby-wise, um, basically, basically growing up with, with, with a tank. Uh, my, my father had a, a big six-foot tank in, his, um, in, the, in the front room or the lounge, depends what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was just all, um, it was always natural even back then. You know, everything you use is always um, was always live plants and real real rocks and things. And um, I think that kind of set me up from the from the start. It wasn't until I got my own house I could then um, cut loose and just start know, adding tanks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now it's sort of um, yeah. I mean, got to this point now. I've got like four in the living room. So it's, nice. Um, it's getting quite crowded. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so yeah. Always had everything. Everything's always been real with me when yeah. it comes to comes to my tanks even from the like i say from the very start so it's something i'm quite um sort of keen keen to sort of do and promote as well because the the difference in people having having plants and not having plants and or having natural natural products is um is amazing to see the difference in the fish's behavior and things yeah so um yeah um so so with regards to using botanicals i think um I was um, chatting to a, a, a man I, I got on quite well with on some of the um, Facebook groups who um, said about, you basically showed me a picture of his tank. He had some some leaves in, in his tank and I said, oh, I think I've got some of them in my garden. And he um, <laughs> said, just, yeah, just, 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 just my way until they're, you know, fallen and um, and that, and then just sort of dump them on in, and it was a uh, um, an acer, so a Japanese maple. Um, mm-hmm. Put them in. It was in amongst a, a quite a planted tank, so it did kind of look out of out of um, out of a little um, different. Yeah, a little bit different. It looked like kind of wrong, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, but then the just watching the fish reaction to having that handful of leaves, like right. leaves, was um, was amazing, and it. it all of them went, or pretty much all of the, all of the textures went over and was like rummaging around and looking around and rooting around and yeah, pretty much from that point. And then it kind of um, my first sort of 
designated Blackwater tank just had literally handfuls of um, these leaves from my own garden because I've got three of these trees in, in my back, right. back garden or backyard, if you what you call it. That's what we call um, it. And um, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, yeah, and it kind of went from there. And then, yeah, one night, probably I don't know how long ago we first met. Now, it was like right. over, well over three years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and, and and it's funny because when 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 you approached me first, I I didn't know who you were, but I heard the name. And I was like, I know this guy from somewhere because, you know, on Facebook, everybody's on groups and, and so forth. Yeah. And I remember seeing your stuff and I'm like, oh, this guy is cool because y- you know what I liked? What I liked about you and, and I'm gonna just going to go off for a second on this because it's yeah. important for our mutual customers to understand this. What I liked about James and what I like about his company, Blackwater UK, is he has very similar, as you can tell from his little origin story, very similar approach to things uh, that I do. It's about doing, it's about looking at nature in, in many aspects, not just one, you know, format. You don't embrace just one type of aquascape. I mean, you run the, the Hampshire aquascaping and Blackwater and botanicals, all these different approaches where you're, you're looking at planted tanks, you're doing, you know, the classic quote unquote nature style aquariums. You're a well-rounded aquascaper and aquarist. And that gives you an even more unique you know, perspective than say someone like me who's really like I'm really hardcore into this niche and 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 the things that go with it. But you're like that and more, and I think yeah. that you know, and that gives you a great. You understand how to use these in multiple botanicals in multiple situations, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, obviously, you know, <clears throat> you know, quite a lot of people, especially in the UK, um, people use you know they've had they have used um, botanicals before, whether it's. Um, Catapa leaves right. or um, older cones, and it was always for nine times out of ten, it was for just for shrimp. You know, it's for shrimp food. Right. Um, so, like shrimp keepers over here, have always been, you know, been been uh, into that sort of thing. But yeah, it's not really, um, it's not really a, it's not really a big thing over here. Um, up until recently, up until recently, um, it's only really been since since Tannin Aquatics, and then 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 me really to come along yeah. and. Um, really push it on and realize and, and show people there is more to botanicals other than the, the, the you know, those leaves, like yeah. and banana leaves and guava and, yeah. and, um, and, that, and, you know, and, um, yeah, I, I think mean, it's, yeah, it's been cool. It's, you know, to see, I've seen lots and lots of different people come into, you know, come into this side of the hobby and yeah. And doing their own, really, um, doing their own thing. Embrace it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And I think, I think what's cool too, and, and we've seen it here in the U.S. and in, in our you know, international customer base, is that people not only are, are coming with the intention of, I want to set up a, a tank for discus or I'm doing an environment for a pistos or whatever. People are starting to look at, and maybe it's because of what, what we're always talking about. Maybe it's because of the, the great pictures that Takashi Omano took or Ivan Mikolji or whatever. People are starting to look at these natural habitats for what they are now. And they're yeah. saying, I want to set something up like that in my tank as a, as a habitat. And then they go back and they research like what fishes are found in that habitat and how do I facilitate that? That to me is the most exciting shift. I, are you seeing the same thing over in the UK? Um, yes and no. Yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm seeing a bit of a, um, a bit of a, a desire to do, um, to do a lot of biotopes um, mm-hmm. over here and I think people would, I mean, just the, um, I mean, the information is out there, isn't it? It's so oh, yeah. much, it's so easy to get to get to information and see all these, all these pictures and videos of all these, 
um, underwater and even above water um, right. habitats for, you know, throughout the world, especially where, you know, I think um, a lot of people, almost like a lot of people don't realise that a big percentage of our, the fish that we keep come from these backwater habitats. And, um, Correct. You know, it's sort of, um, it, I just think it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, at the end of the day, I suppose we're keeping them in a sort of a, uh, um, a fake situation in a sense, obviously in a glass box. So I think they deserve the best, yeah, the best, the best that we can give them. And you know, I know that you know they're all going to be, you know, pretty much all going to be um, farm bred and they're ever going to be what what they should be swimming in. But I, I think they just kind of deserve a little bit, a little, you know, the best, yeah, the best that they can they can be given. I think you know. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that that I think a lot of us have sort of come to realize is that. Even though, like you said, the, the fishes that we keep are largely, or the bulk of them, fortunately, are captive bred. I don't think there's anything wrong with sort of repatriating fishes to the natural conditions that they've in, that they've basically evolved under for eons. I mean, I don't think ten or twenty or even thirty generations or fifty generations of captive breeding, you know, in the hobby, have necessarily altered the uh, the fishes, you know fundamental requirements that much i mean sure i'm sure they've adapted and they can discus can breed in hard alkaline water but that doesn't mean that that's always the most optimal situation for them i would imagine it might be easier for us as hobbyists to keep them that way but yeah i think it's, right? I think it's like you say it's in that dna isn't it i mean i remember seeing um the um, tank that nathan hill from practical fish keeping did mm-hmm. early last year or the year before and um, he said he had, he had never seen right. um, neon tetras behave the way they did when it was a blackwater leaf-littered um, aquarium that he set up. Exactly. And he said it was just amazing. Of course, they were they were you know they were they were captive bred, so they would yeah they would never have seen that. But yeah, their natural natural behaviour was just completely different, you know. And he said he. You know, for the bog, sta- like a bog standard fish, like a neon tetra, sadly, it's kind of almost like ignored, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. At times, and they're interested to see like a behaviour like that. It, it, I, I agree. That. I, I agree. Yeah. I just had a, it's funny. I just had a conversation with Ty Streitman, who are readers and, and, and you know, Tannen fans all over the world and Blackwater UK fans know Ty's beautiful pictures that he takes, you know, in in Brazil. And we were talking about this new tank that I set up kind of it's like a late season flooded forest thing and i'm like what should i put in there and i was looking at dull kind of fish and he goes dude just put in neon tetras they're found in that environment and nobody features neon tetras in a you know a biotope tank anymore and i'm like you know you're right and it's it's funny when you start researching these so-called common fishes like i found with the neon tetra which is interesting is the the distribution of that fish is not entirely understood yet it's found all over the place in in yeah. Brazil. It's not just confined to one place, like a blackwater river or whatever. It's found in clearwater habitats. It's found in uh, streams. It's found in, you know, flooded forests. So it's like there's so much to learn from this stuff. And, um, it, you know, it's only limited by our imagination, I think, and our ability to research this stuff. And that's what's exciting to me. Yeah. What, yeah, for sure. What, uh, uh, it, with regards to, you know, the stuff we play with, the botanical materials and, the, and, and so forth, um, it's kind of a switch in, in questions here, but what are you finding that you are liking the most, you know, working with the most? Um, and, I, and it doesn't have to be like a tannin product. But what I mean is like it just a botanical or a natural item in general. Is there a specific thing you like to work with that you 
have found to be really interesting and work well and, and you're seeing more and more of your customers play with what, what's what's like the hot the hot thing right now in your mind um i think for, for personally i think I've, I've been using a lot more um having a lot more um, nano nano setup so aquariums mm-hmm. probably have been 20 and 40 liters um or whatever that is in gavins I'll yeah. To convert that. yeah we'll um, play with that later <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, it's like five gallons i or something. think um the the um the live oak texas live oak mm-hmm. is definitely one i think it's just because you get the the leaves are um not so you know it's not just like a catapa leaf it's kind of like a leaf shape if you were to draw draw a leaf you kind of you probably draw that quite it's like a simple shape and uh, right like the live oak are so many different there's so many different bits about it that um offers almost like a um almost like a, a multi sort of pack in one type of yeah. thing and i think obviously where it's like a micro habitat you know yeah yeah and yeah. i think where you get like the little bit twig and that in it as well mm-hmm. and it kind of it kind of um yeah it's kind of like an instant um leaflet of bed yeah sort of, you know for, uh, flooded floor floor bed straight away sort of bang straight in there and it's then it's there um i think with the with the size i think um you the scale yes i mean obviously you think about some of the some of the larger leaves and then even like some of the larger pods it's sort of um you've got i mean i like to sort of kind of keep, keep everything looking right as well right. as well as obviously natural and you know so so in a you know in a in a, in a tank that's say 30 litres you don't you're not going to really be putting in a big old leaf yeah 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 i mean like what um what, what big leaves have we got so like band, the, the malaysian bamboo leaf right is obviously right quite long a long leaf and it's just going to pretty much be the length of uh right of one of these nano tanks it's going to look out of place right um so i think the the, the um, texas live oak gives that gives that sort of sense of um scale really really well um, yeah and it's funny because and, and it's, it's long lasting as well. It I is. Mean, I've, I've had it for months, and considering how how small it is, yep, it just lasts for ages. <laughs> and and it's true. And and the interesting thing about that stuff too, when I <clears throat> when I first found out about it, Corey Hopkins is the one that brought it to my attention, and he's like, you know, have you tried live oak leaves? I'm like, well, I always thought oak leaves didn't look right. You know, they, they didn't have a sort of a tropical look. Yeah. At least the ones we have here in California, we have uh, a few different varieties, but they have these sort of multi pronged or pinnate leaves or whatever, and it just didn't look tropical so i always shied yeah. away from him and he's like no 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 the ones we have out here in texas he goes what i do is i collect the whole litter as it falls from the tree and it, and it has twigs it has bits of grass and i'm like oh so you're lawn trash basically and you know we kind of had a <laughs> laugh about it and i'm like okay Corey, let's I'll, I'll get some from you so he he goes no i use this in all my scapes and he was showing me pictures of his tanks which we've shared and people love the stuff he does and i'm like you know that looks pretty real and it functions well and so when I first yeah. started playing with it, I'm like, this is great. And it tints the water pretty significantly too, which I thought was kind of neat because oak apparently has a lot of, you know, tannins or whatever in there. Yeah. I mean, but I, the, the, um, <clears throat> the, 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 like the classic oak tree over here is, um, is like you say, it's like multi, sort of multi-pronged and, yeah. um, and we do get a different couple of types, but yeah, and then the, the, the normal, say the most common, um, kind of kind of doesn't really do too much it, it breaks down quite quickly interesting and yeah it kind of doesn't really do a massive amount with regards to to color in the water which is a bit of a shame because um, yeah so it's such an easy know, resource at the end of the day you you know collecting yep. collecting your own and was something that i i did initially so it's yeah. kind of um which we know obviously we're you know 
always say to go and do. And I absolutely know you do as well to try and try it yourself. And however, you know, um, there is um, there, there is all these different different you know types of pods and leaves and things that you can do. You know, um, exactly. Everyone, no one should be really sort of um, con, con, constricted to what they can, can collect, especially in the UK. I mean, it's quite, obviously it's not a tropical country, obviously. So right. everything that you can collect is quite, um, quite, I don't know, basic, I suppose, with regards to its, to but, its looks. But you know, what's amazing it. when you get it underwater though, like th- that's the thing I've always kind of laughed at, you know, when, when people, you use a, a like a local piece of a, a wood or whatever, and you, you see these aquariums in these biotope aquarium contests where they scrutinize every aspect of the tank you know oh this rock isn't the right kind of rock this fish wouldn't be found in this type of thing but meanwhile the tank is filled with like european beach leaves or something that are clearly not tropical leaves and no one ever says anything about that but they'll criticize every other aspect of escape so i've always felt that like you can use local material because once it's been underwater and starts breaking down it's really hard to distinguish some of this stuff from what you would find in a, you know, in a tropical region other than, like you said, the yeah. obvious stuff that if the shape of the leaf is like, looks like a, you know, a, a temperate, you know, forest tree, then it looks weird. But for the most part, everything works. What, um, what about, we, we talked about this yesterday when you and I were chatting this, what is your thinking right now on, on like wood, the use of wood in aquariums? Do you think that there are types that people are using more and more, or is there a type that you think is like your go-to kind of wood or, or what, what is your, if you, <laughs> this sounds really bad. What is your fantasy, your fantasy wood? What is, <laughs> I did not word that well, but, but you know what I mean? What is the, what is the one type of uh, wood that like you would like to see or what shape or whatever, or one that you'd like to play with um, in an aquarium? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, personally myself, it, it's pretty much always been, like the red moor, so all the, mm-hmm. the booty wood. Yeah, um, I'm not really a fan of 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 bog wood um, or even like mopani wood. I think it's quite. See, I like mopani. It's it's, it's it's kind of unfor- in my view, it's kind of unforgiving it in is. the sense of what you can do with it. You kind, of, it's kind of yeah, it can be put like almost like four ways. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. And, you're right. You know, it does depend. It's hard but, to work. Um, with. But yeah, roots. I mean, I suppose in a sense as well, you can put four ways in a sense, and they're either upside down on its on its end, on its side. You know, but you get dramatically but different think, looks from it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, def- yeah. I think it's more. And I think you mean there's something like my my tank that I did a couple of years ago, um, which is like my main, my first main sort of black water setup. I had like six or seven pieces of like roots and it was all interconnected and amount of time people even today on one of the groups i posted a picture on um there was oh, this amazing piece of piece of wood and it wasn't it was like it was like six or seven put together and i think right. bog wood, kind of you can't really get that in, in in my view um so yeah so it's kind of um rooty rooty pieces um for, for me i think um I think in the UK, I think it's kind of a sort of almost like a 50-50 split. So I think where you can get like you know, your classic looking bog wood mm-hmm. from pet, pet stores as well as aquatic stores, I think it's kind of more, you know, because over here, we I mean, we do have like a good percentage of um, people in the hobby are, are, 
you know, they're fish keepers first, which, right. which is all, which is all well and good. And I think they kind of, and that's all they want to be. So they don't really think too much about anything else. Yeah. And which is all, it's all well and good because obviously, you know, not everyone's got the the time or the patience or the money to to, to do, go for it to yeah. do anymore. You know, and um, so I think um, Bogwood used more so because of its um, availability more so. Yeah. Um, but you brought an interesting yeah. point up, though. You said, you know, and this is something I, I think a lot of scapers probably do this, but it's something that I've learned to do over the years. And it was to use multiple pieces of wood to create like one aggregation, you know, like to, to simulate a root or a tree stump or something like that. I, I love that's the one thing I like about playing with wood is, is using multiple pieces to, to try to create one cohesive structure as opposed to using multiple pieces to create um, some kind of design, but, but more, you know, you know what I mean? There's like, di- that's a different approach. Using it for design is like, you're trying to get, you know, angles or whatever, but using it to simulate like a tree trunk or something, that's a challenge. And it's, I, I enjoy that. It's kind of fun to see how you can take yeah. a seemingly boring piece of wood and mix it with other pieces and go, Oh, now it looks like a, you know, a tree that got uprooted or something. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well. I think especially when we go to, I mean, I know, I mean, myself, I do, do quite kind kind of try and do a lot of um like little road trips out to yes. different different stores and recently um myself and a couple of friends went to a, a store probably like 30 miles from 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 where i live mm-hmm. and just went through all of the wood and just you know didn't even didn't even really bother too much about the fish to be honest <laughs> or anything else it was kind of like mainly like the hardscape and the, right you know the wood, wood more so and you know, looked around and then found a couple of pieces and it was like there's a couple of pieces that I thought yeah they're gonna that, that looks really really good in my little um nano cubes like a 20 liter cube oh right right and that one he that that's that tank wasn't even finished it wasn't even empty from the previous scape that I had in there so it's kind of um it's like yeah that 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 just works that will work <laughs> in, in my mind and then yeah you, you grab months it later i think it was actually that's when i've actually set it up and yeah it was like yeah spot on that that, that was actually really good and how that worked and you know that little um vision in my head that's back then that's cool that, that worked you know yeah and, and that's cool that you could execute that. Pieces of word that was there yeah and and what's funny is like i will i and and that the, the thing the fact that you delayed you know several months to to set the thing up that's very similar to what i do i'll, I'll get a, a an idea i'll set up the like sort of a dry scape with multiple pieces of wood in there. I'll look at it for a while and, and be like, yeah, that looks great. And then I'll think on it overnight and I'll come back and I go, no, I don't like it. And it'll sit dry for months. Like I'll play with it for a while before I do it. It's not like, I don't usually have those days where I just walk in and go, okay, I'm going to do the whole tank. In, you know what I mean? Where you say, I'm going to, I'm going to get the wood in. I'm going to put the sand in the plants, whatever I'm doing. And it's done. Like, are you, but you have that ability to do that. You're one of those guys that can set up a tank. Like you were doing that this weekend. You're like, yeah, I decided to, to do escape and boom, you did the whole tank. Whereas. Yeah, I did. Well, I did, I did too. I mean, I know that's were, even more amazing. Small. It was uh, um, the, uh, the um, Ultim Nature Systems tank. Oh, right. That I got from you. Right. Those you are know, cool. Something kind of the, the plan of that was, was, you know, something, even though something was something so small, it was a good couple of months in, in, in preparation of my mind more yeah. so um, and then I've got that little shallow shallow tank I did as well and again I mean lucky that was one piece of that was one piece of wood and it was kind of that that piece of wood fitted exactly how I wanted right. it and I, think was, I mean I've got 
like four really really big like, buckets of, of wood in my guard in my garden full of nice. water with the wood in you know to keep yep, at all times right um although this bit of wood did try and float <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hate that <laughs> yeah i hate yeah, that same, about same with rocks and 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 stones and little pebbles and yep. stuff it's it's just everywhere <laughs> well, you know, and, and and I think that's you brought up an interesting point. You're talking about that little that little nano cube, but uh, like I think it's like four liters, if that. You know, yeah. though I find little tanks, or at least in the past, I found little tanks so hard to escape. And it's not just because of the scale; it's because you don't have a lot of. I don't know what it is. It's like you just don't have a lot of area to make an impact, and you really have to think about what you put in there more so than in a big tank, because like. That piece of wood that looks so good in your mind, when you see it in the tank, you're like, it takes up all the space or it just, the angle doesn't look right and you, you don't have room to maneuver it. I mean, do you find that yeah. you work a lot more with little tanks and I, I'm getting a lot more comfortable with them, but do you find that that scales up so that your bigger tanks when you, when, you know, that, that same design philosophy or is it totally different, a different approach for you? Um, I mean, I find, I mean, especially with that little one. So yeah, it was, they say it's like one gallon. So three point, just like 3.8 liters, I think it is over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was think I was playing along with the going really small and, and, um, you know, to scale, but then cause where it was a cube, it was always going to be obviously as high as what it is wide and deep and, and deep. So it was, I was going to be thinking either go small or go, go big. And right. Then I've, um, uh, you know, that's what I end up doing with the <laughs> with the lava rock I use. It was quite big, but I think it's kind of worked in the sense of the scale. Yep. Because um, obviously in nature, you know, you do get um, huge rock formations in with smaller bits around, and right. you know, so it's not always like a consistent, you know, big and big and small and medium areas. You know, so um, yeah. But with regards to using that, moving over to a larger tank, um. um Yes and no. Yeah, kind of. Um, it really does. It really does depend. Depend on what I've got my my eye on. I mean, my next. I still haven't. I still need to um, get my next new tank, my main one, and um, I've already got a, a piece of a piece of wood ready. There you go. Here, ready for it. So I've got it already. I've got everything, pretty much everything in my mind already. But I haven't actually got the tank, so it's kind that's of that's even better. You're working from the, the the wood first. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I always I always seem to do that. Um, always kind of think it's a neat approach. Yeah, kind of build build the build the aquarium around, especially if it's a stand, like a real standout piece of of wood right. or, or even rock. Really, um, you know, um, you know, a lot of people do do. Um, work their way around like the fish i mean especially like maybe like a biotope if you've um got a certain type of fish whether it's um you know a south american cichlid or a central american cichlid you kind of you kind of find out about that especially if you can do a biotope let's say if you obviously have that fish or you can know you can get that fish or you like that fish you um you work it around that one if it's going to be like the main sort of um you know the main sort of showpiece in there yeah um, but with me sometimes it, it, sometimes it is the wood you know if i find a piece of wood and i was saying you know that 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 would look really good with and then i work it around that and then i look at the plants and then think um because like this this next bit like i said this next thing that i'm thinking of 
how I'm going to make it look with the plants. And I'm thinking like the South American plants, but I was thinking wouldn't work right. So I'm thinking more like Southeast Asia. Right. And then that's then would then be the fish. I kind of work almost like backwards with regards to. That's cool. Not, not, not all the time, but you know, I say, I say probably say most of my time is, is worked backwards. With, into, and then the fish are the last, last piece, not the, necessarily last, um, not let's say in, in priorities, but you know they're the in, last in what you do, yeah, yeah, in the process of creativity. And, and that's kind of interesting to me because it, it's like everybody has a different process when it comes to designing or aquascaping a tank, and like my process in the recent years has been, uh, as you know, probably has been so focused on certain niches like environmental, like the flooded forests, the mangrove swamps the root tangles those kind of like i really for some reason i get obsessed about a certain look and, I, and it's and so what i'll do is i'll just create the I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a way to assemble the elements to create that look that i see in a video or a place i've been or whatever without regard you knowing the general theme of the tank but without regard for like what specific fish I'm going to feature. The only, I think the only tank I recently that I've done that was designed around a f- specific fish was my, I did this tank for the Tucanicthes Tucano. And I, yeah. I, I saw the habitat. I liked the fish. I always wanted to keep it. And then I just saw the environment, like it's like root tangles. And I'm like, Oh, I have the means to do that. And it's a neat look. And I've always wanted to do it, but I don't want to try it in a huge tank. So I did it in this, you know, what I think is a, this tank I think is about 28 liters or maybe it's a little bigger than that. But um, and I, and I'm like, I could do this in a small tank and make it work. And so that's how I've been working lately, like these weird kind of designs. And like, I did a tank last year, which was just, just leaf litter, nothing else. And I'm like, I didn't have the guts to pull it off in like a, you know, a 40 gallon aquarium, but it was fun to do in yeah. a little ADA 60 P, which is about, uh, 40 liters, I guess, to 10 gallons. That works really well. Maybe I'll scale it up one day, but like, yeah, I like thinking about those weird niches and that, that. Dovetails me to the next question uh, as we'll start wrapping up. Um, what would you like to see people – What number one, what, what is the next kind of – if you wanted to play with a, a niche habitat, what would that be? And what, would, what type of things would you like to see? If you could tell your customers and, and the community like, hey, guys, you should do more of this because I think it's really cool and it can bring out some breakthroughs. What what do you think in along those lines? What would your two thoughts be there? Um, I think personally, I think um, brackish is definitely something I want to um, have a look at. It, that's not that's quite it's quite rare over here. It's um, rare I'm everywhere. Not sure about any, everywhere else in, yeah. in the world, but definitely in the in the UK, I'd, I think you know, just judging on um, like what I see on social media, it's literally a handful yeah um literally a handful of um um setups you know george farmer did a a brackish tank a few years ago Uh, speaking of it i remember talking with him about that and he was it was one of the better brackish tanks i'd ever seen because he thought about it a lot before he did it and but but you almost never see a nicely I don't know what the word is, but a really well-thought-out brackish tank. It's usually sort of an afterthought. So that would be cool to see more people playing with that stuff. There's a yeah. lot to learn. I mean, especially, especially looking at, obviously, what you've, what you've done with your... Oh, um, the mangrove thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I think some of that, you know, has only really, really come to um, come to 
like my mind and even anybody else's minds to what you can do you know so yeah. obviously with regards to using like the the um the shells and um white sand um, and yeah yeah and all that sort of stuff is kind of um it's just all it's just all new you know um agreed so yeah i definitely i definitely want you know that's on it's on my list cool. but, um my list keeps on my list <laughs> keeps on getting bigger and changing yep. You know, positions and rankings of what's going to right, be right, right, right. You only have so many aquariums um, to work with. But um, yeah, for what? For so for other for um, maybe like the customers. Um, I don't know. I, I say I'll get, I, do, I do have quite a quite a large range of items, and um, I, I never really have a massive, um, you know, uh, something that always always sells out from from pretty much instantly and then that's, that's it good. and there's other things so it's kind of I do because I've got a range yeah. of items I think it kind of um, the sales are quite rangeful as well yeah um, because there's so many so interests it, in the hobby and different things you know yeah um, yeah and I think where the, you know so many different sizes and textures and um, you know with regards to the scale of things and yeah um, the different looks I mean the different like we said earlier about the different types of leaves that that are on offer from from both of us so it, it just um it just adds you know just add gives you that much more to play with and i think um everybody seems to be quite um quite varied in what they do taste. With, with, with the items because there is so much variation yeah. they can pick from you know well, um, you know what i see a lot of though I, I don't know if you've seen it over there um, but i see a lot in in both here in north america and I've seen it with our continental European customers. A lot of beta people, like a lot of people want to use botanicals in beta tanks, not just wild, but domestic betas too, but, but the wild betas, you know, the unusual species. And that's yeah. kind of cool to see. That has been consistent, sort of a consistent theme almost from the time I started Tan and the, some of the first people that were specialty hobbyists that sort of approached us and said, oh, I want to use botanicals were beta people. Um, and and then like that that part of the hobby, I I honestly admit I haven't been following the beta world that closely uh, over the years. But boy, it seems like it's exploded. Like there's so much interest in wild betas and all these, and really keeping them in biotope type tanks and stuff. Have you have you noticed that over there? Yeah, I mean I'm, I've I mean I've uh, personally I've been, I've only ever kept one before, mm-hmm. and I think beforehand I was a bit like. I don't know because it's because it's such a touchy subject with what the how they should be kept. Right, it's kind of like I've kind of almost like kept to like, oh, do I do I really want to? Who needs the controversy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, you know, I, I, got, I had a chance <clears throat> to have one, and yeah, it was it was yeah, it was amazing. It was really good to to watch watch what the what he what he what he got up to and how we how they um, just interacted with their with their surrounding. And I think. Um, because you get so many people saying, like, on, like, say on social, definitely on social media, um, you know, it's kind of a fish that a lot of people try, um, especially almost like at the start of their right their time in the hobby, and, right. and then you get, and then you know, quite often they're they're the people that have got like plastic, yeah, plastic plants and plastic this, that and the other, and they sell about tear, you know, obviously the fins being torn by by it and stuff, and it's like, my thing is, you're not going to get, you're not going to get that in a planted a botanical True. sort of style aquarium and it's um again so what you know why why would you not you know um um yeah definitely definitely a little bit more of a 
ever um, of the desire for the definitely the wild the wild types over here. And yeah. Again, only a little bit, but to be honest, I, I think um, myself are kind of again going back to social media. I kind of keep keep out of the way of beta groups because. Um, yeah. They know what they're talking about and they're so very much, opinionated. So drama. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like every specialty group. But but you know what? You know what? You brought in a really interesting point that I thought was kind of cool. I I, I just hit me now is you're talking about beginners and betas being a lot of people's first fishes and so forth. And it made me think that um of when when people are new to the hobby and buy botanicals or get into the botanical thing, it's almost always for their beta tanks that that's unusual i don't usually see people saying oh i keep but tetras or plecos it's oh i have a beta in a five gallon aquarium and i want to create a natural environment for them the beginner in my experience the people that are beginners that get into botanicals are almost always keeping betas and that is interesting that's a good correlation i never really noticed thought about that until just now but um that's that's yeah interesting. I think obviously, obviously a, lot, a lot of them a lot of passion for those fish yeah, yeah, and, they, and a lot of them um, almost like instructed to have um, guitar beliefs, but you know from yeah. from various groups and things. And it's kind of that that's what you need. Yeah, and I think it's well. They're of, thinking um, more aesthetic because, now too, which is neat, yeah. not just like functional. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. So my other fish that I think I'll throw one out there that I think is getting popular, or not so much popular, but we're seeing more people in the botanical style world play with our killifish and, and, and you and I have talked about this, like Mal- Mike Kalman uh, over there in, in, in the UK is like, he's like my favorite experimental botanical guy right now. Cause he's doing what I call functionally aesthetic killifish tanks. So he's not just keeping them to breed them in these like bare bottom tanks and stuff. He's setting up like almost little mini biotope tanks for killifish, which do really well in those types of habitats. And, I, I love to see more experimentation with those fish because they're so neglected by the hobby at large, and there's so yeah. much to learn. You know, they're neat fish. Yeah, they're, de- they're definitely getting getting more, um, yeah, more coverage, and um, and some of that is is because of um, people like Mike, I say over here. And yeah, yeah, you're right. He, I mean, he, do, he does do his breeding, but he also um, has um, setups, for, you know, for them for you know for a purpose. Yeah. And, um, I think it's quite nice and yeah um, I think more and more people are discovering like I said going back earlier we said about you know so many of the uh, fish that we keep uh, are found and, and live in leaf litter or all these sort of things that we you know that we, that we can provide and um, I think the more people make the connection between between the fish and 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 the uh, botanicals is um it's only going to be a good thing it's only I agree. a good thing for I agree. For, um, for everybody really so. I, I agree i think it's it, it will look if nothing else it gets more people to look at the natural environments that the that their fishes come from so it gets people to be a little more educated because they they yeah. like the idea of the botanical thing some people don't like the look and i get that but other people go wow i, I like this fish and i really like the idea of you know making an aquarium that looks natural and then they go on Google and they, they you know, Google wild uh, epistogramma environment and they see pictures and they say, oh, that's kind of like these tanks that, I, that I'm interested in right now. And they, they put yeah. two and two together and they learn more about the habitat. It's like a win-win for everybody, you know. Yeah. I, think, um, I think some of the thing over here is um, maybe like the space. So quite often if people are going to have – only going to have like one – 
one one aquarium. It's only gonna it's gonna be in their like their living room, their like main room. So if yeah. they've got people people around the house with like family or friends, like I mean obviously their immediate family, if it's like a a blackwater nine times out of ten people that don't know are gonna think that's dirty. Right, right, right. Sometimes I think that's what sometimes people um kind of <clears throat> as well they don't, they don't really go down the path of like a really heavy botanical based right aquarium because there's a stigma not not, not going to understand why it, it's almost like <laughs> you have to have a there. picture of like the wild habitat next to your aquarium and go oh yeah that's what it's like we've we've become so <laughs> yeah, desensitized as a hobby constant live stream or something. yeah yeah right <laughs> well that's what i hope when i have when i have ty on we're gonna, we're gonna be able to talk about that more because he spends his time diving in these igapo streams that i'm so in love with but you know the the that that's another you know another good point is like people that are uninitiated i mean the outright person that's never seen an aquarium the outright beginner or someone unfamiliar with an aquarium looks at a botanical tank and they're like oh it looks cool black water cool they, they it's pretty um, I see that all the time when people come in into my home that don't keep fish and they see my tinted uh, South, Southeast Asian aquarium and they're like, that's really cool. Um, they don't know any better, but if they saw a nature, quote unquote, nature aquarium, they think that's amazing too. They don't know. But when you compare yeah. it to a clear water tank, you know, people are like, oh, that looks different. <laughs> and dirty is the stigma that's been hanging around for many years until you sort of educate people. And that's that's the thing I love the most about our little niche is that there's a whole education factor involved, you know, and in, in, in once people get that, they either get it and they love it or they get it and they say, oh, that's just not for me. And that's fine too, but they respect it more and they understand that this is a more yeah. literal interpretation of nature. And I love that. Yeah. So I think, um, especially the first sort of year or so with, with Blackwater UK, I was, um, getting a lot of people like emailing and, and messaging me on, Instagram or, or Facebook and um, just asking questions about about things and you yep. know and probably about seventy percent of those people never I never saw their name come up on an order yeah, <laughs> so never, yeah. So never a lot of new bought, people bought for me but you um, they're my customers you've been educating them and, and and that way they buy from me so I appreciate that <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm kidding kind of the, the, <laughs> I say the education part yeah. there and the you know they're like part of their research and thing I suppose into it is is there and yeah. You know, um, I, I'm sure I've, you know they, they got all their answers they wanted, and they went up, went on and did it themselves. Or right, you know, and obviously some of them weren't always from from the UK, so right. you know, they weren't going to be a customer of mine anyway. So, yeah. but and some people were playing yeah. with this stuff yeah. themselves and just found that oh, there's a, a reliable couple of reliable places online, Blackwater UK and Tannen, where you could actually buy this stuff in one, you know, you can find it all in one concise location. And I think that's cool too, because a lot of this stuff is available in various places or you could find it yourself or whatever. But I think we collectively have sort of aggregated it in one place and identified it and developed the technique. So it makes it a little more accessible for people. So that's probably why we're seeing so many new people um, coming into this sector. And I, I, that, that always astounded me too, because I noticed my ratio is like, 70% 70% you know, new customers, 30% returning customers, something like that, which in marketing, that's pretty spectacular. But it proves to me that there's wide open growing interest in, the, in, the, in this hobby sector. So, and as we have evolved out just from Blackwater, but you know, not just Blackwater, but to you know, other types of natural setups, it's really fun to see more people coming on board and understanding this stuff. So 
you know, next to, you know, African cichlids, all kinds of things that we can play with, with natural, a different approach. And I think that that's, that's exciting for the future for, for everybody, for the hobby. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But so I think what we're going to do now, this is, by the way, this has the distinction of being the longest uh, tint podcast episode in history, in our two week history of, uh, of episodes. Um, we're now at almost uh, 40 some odd minutes, which is cool. That's about the limit of most people's patience for hearing me and probably for you, they can listen to you longer. But we probably should start wrapping this up. But I, I wanted to um, just uh, give you one more opportunity. Just again, uh, tell people in, in, in this, is, you could be a little shamelessly commercial on this one, because it is our podcast, you're allowed. Um, tell people <laughs> that, you know, what what you offer as, as Blackwater UK that kind of sets you apart from, you know, just a typical aquatics vendor and, and what you encourage people to do in terms of, you know, if, they, if they're interested in this stuff, should they reach out to you? Do you want to what, what do you what do you hope to tell your customers or potential customers? Um, I mean, I think after the fact that I mean, I use this stuff at home, I mean, I, I kind of fell in love with the botanicals like that from from you a good year before I started, you know, we, we come, we, um, sorted out me, me selling them, you know? Um, so having, having used the products yes. firsthand is always going to, is always going to help. And, um, that's why, you know, sometimes you see, you know, some, you know, sometimes when you pick going to like maybe some pet shops and, and you can buy, um, you know, certain fish or certain, even certain plans, depending on the quality of the, the the pet shop, that they odds on the person that's selling selling you the item has never has never used you know used it themselves. And um, right, you know, so when you go to some some um, fish fish shops, sometimes again you get you get. Um, I mean, they've got to be. I suppose they've got to be quite universal. But I just think with, with myself, I think it's um, first time experiences. Is always going to be a good, a, lot. Um, a good way because uh, you know I'd, I'd feel I'd feel wrong to sell something and get give, give advice on something that I've never used myself. Um, Agreed, and that so, speaks volumes, by the way, because you you hit it on the head. I think I'm going to jump in real fast and let you get back, but um, yeah. the I like the fact that if there's one thing that's like the core ethos, I think of both of our companies, and again being a little bit commercial here, is that we are hobbyists. And we use the stuff that we're offering because we're we love it. We love this. We love this type of aquarium. We love this type of experimentation. We love aquarium plants. We love general aquascaping too. But we but we use this stuff. So we've seen a lot of scenarios of things that can good and bad that can happen. We understand how they work, and yeah. we're realistic about it. And I think that I hope that gives a lot of consumers in the UK and here in the states and worldwide even more confidence in dealing with us. You're dealing with people, you know, and we, yeah. we are not just a brand that we hide behind. We're people, we've killed our fish. I've destroyed plenty of things over the years. I'm sure you have too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of being a hobbyist and we can relate to you, you know, and, and you certainly can yeah. because you're so involved over there in the, in the, the club scene and the, or at least the forum scene and, you know, going to local fish stores, you support local fish stores, which is amazing. I think that's great. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's sort of, um, it's almost because it because it is such a, a um, like a niche sort of thing. The the passion behind it needs to 
needs to be as le- the level of the uniqueness behind it as well. And um, yeah, I, that's why I think it doesn't it doesn't really work in. I don't think this would work in a in a in a shop unless it's. Well, they have to have a, a tank a set up. With, with all of that in there, yeah. I don't think it's, um, you know, um, and I think that's what, especially you see, um, there's like a really great store over here called Aquarium Gardens that mm-hmm. doesn't deal with fish, but it's all about the aquascaping and um, and it it just works. It's worked out because cause they're more focused on what they're there for. And, it, and yeah. it, you know, you go there and for ex- expecting to get, you know, advice on aquascaping or or these products about aquascaping, and um, um, because they haven't got you know, coffee fish obviously takes up a, a lot of time and a lot of um, resources yeah. in, in a, like a normal fish <clears throat> fish store. That's cool. I mean, that would just take take you know take your time away really. So um, yeah, I just think that just that it's just that personal feel to this unique product, and um, yeah, yeah, I think um, that's cool. I think that I think that connects connects people better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you think you'll ever will ever see a a brick and mortar uh, Blackwater UK store or a Tan and Aquatics black, uh, brick and mortar store? <laughs> um, People ask me all the time, so I'm curious what your thought is. I think um, you know, as being a, a homeowner and a, yeah, a, you're like I like my life. I don't want to write. I think if I if I um, if I coming to some money that I knew that I didn't my wage right. didn't have to right. fully support the household and I could right what is the old joke you know. you're going to you're going to spend a you're going to spend a large fortune to make a small one you know <laughs> that's the yeah. that's it yeah. yeah no if, it's if I could afford to lose it's money. a labor of love right right it's <laughs> a labor of love <laughs> well I always said if I do a tannin like store it would be I mean this is how crazy it would be maybe it's maybe it's like an LA thing but it would be like a tannin like it would have like Blackwater stuff and then it would have uh, clo- uh, like apparel, like clothing. And then it would yeah. have a coffee, it'd have a coffee house and maybe some uh, surfboards and stuff. So like all my like interests in one, in one place that way, you know, I, it would, we'd attract a weird kind of a niche. People would hang out. It'd be like the books, the way bookstores are, the ones that are still yeah. around where people could read and you just hang out around tanks, drink coffee and be like, Oh, I'm getting inspired, not selling fish, but selling all the supplies. I don't know. I think that'll be fun to see, one day the potential mm-hmm. for not just in tannins world but in all sorts of aquarium specialties if if in a niche aquarium physical niche aquarium shops will ever arise like what aquarium gardens doing that's amazing i didn't realize that they don't sell fish um but to do something like that in a specialty niche would be amazing like just a beta store or you know just a store <laughs> i mean i don't know if it could, someone could make a run at it economically but like how cool would that be right and that's the beauty of online though yeah, I was going to say. I mean, obviously, a lot. Of this, you can get so much online as well, can't you? With uh, with uh, pretty much anything. So I think yeah. you, um, I mean, that's always going to put a stop to cert, you know, to certain types of stores. But yeah, um, yeah, I definitely think all that sort of like yeah, coffee shop sounds quite nice because it, it goes, goes together, with, right? You know, yeah. I mean, especially like to say like going back to Aquarium Gardens and a couple of other stores that are in the UK, and some of that I've seen. Um, in mainland Europe as well, they've, um, you know, it's all, um, it's about the tanks. It's about the, what goes the presentation. in presentation, like in yeah. terms of aquascaping. And they've got like these, these areas that you can sit there and like lounges, you can sit there and just sit there and watch the tanks. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, they take up a lot, you know, quite a big amount of space of the, the main area with these sofas. And I think that's quite, um, um, 
yeah, it's quite cool, quite a relaxed sort of experience. And I think, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, well, I think a little coffee shop next to it would be, um, I, you know, join onto it would be, you know, would, would be work. fun. I think, I think that's what, I mean, I know you're doing on your website and, you know, we're trying to do in Tenant is make it more of an experience. And, and that, that takes time to refine that. It's taken me years to get the website even to where it is now. It's just still not where I like it, but and I know you're always going through the changes too. It's like to create an experience because if you are going to be a specialty, you at least want to take people on a journey and show them interesting ideas and ways to use the stuff that you're offering. So it's not just a, you're selling merchandise. And I think that's what brick and mortar does really well. It would be very hard to do a, a something super hyper niche like what we're doing in brick and mortar and, and physically be able to sustain it. But we can do that online. We just have to refine the user experience better. And I know that yeah. that's probably a change we'll see on both of our sites over the years. Um, yeah. You know, and we're doing, Oh, I didn't tell you, James, I'm going to tell you now, cause you should know about this. You probably didn't know about this. I am, we are making what's called a lookbook. You ever heard of that? Like they use that in fashion where it's, yeah, it's like a um, yeah, coffee, coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. We're, so yeah, we're making yeah. one, hopefully it'll come out in the next couple months. Uh, I've been working on it for a while and it'll have like inspiration and the product catalog. It'll be cool. So people can get ideas for this stuff. Not, it's not a catalog where you buy from or with prices or anything. It's just going to have yeah. ideas and inspiration, trying to link those two together. So kind of playing off yeah. the Tannin and UK Tannin and Blackwater UK vibe of what we do. So I think those are the kind of things that we can do over time to make it a more approachable experience for everybody. So that'll be fun. Yeah, sounds good. But uh, anyway, so I'm just we can meander uh, through this all day long, but we're now <laughs> we're now like closing in on an hour, which is cool. So okay, if yeah. anybody's commuting to work and listening to this, this is great. Um, but I, I really appreciate your your chatting with me because this, this is literally you're the first guest we've ever had, and how appropriate, right? Being our sister yeah, business. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll do more of these. Yeah, well, you know what we'll do maybe another time. And, and, and those of you that are listening, because you give me a lot of feedback and I'm sure you'll give James a lot of feedback. Maybe next time we'll open it up to like a topic like where, you know, our, our community can say, I want you guys to talk about, you know, preparation or I want you to talk about what are the best leaves, to, you know, some kind of thing. And then James and I can just chat it up and and do that would you be yeah 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 exactly (laughs) exactly without the red colander but you know but no you and i can just uh talk about ideas and stuff like that because that'd be fun because we're you know we're in this every day and we maybe have some different viewpoints so so would you be up for that yeah cool i'm holding you to that so far i've pulled you into being a judge in the contest that has not yet happened and now yeah, I have you to, to be a future co-host on a podcast that we haven't figured out yet. So this is great. We're on a we're on a roll. <laughs> so anyway, again, thanks thanks for taking some time to uh, to chat with me today, and I'm sure our community appreciates it. And uh, uh, you have anything final to wrap it up? Anything you want to say, profound or otherwise? Um. Yeah. Just thank. Yeah. Just thanks for. Um sticking with this hey, podcast but thanks for sticking right with us with regards to um just the the, the whole our whole idea really i suppose it's um yeah yeah i mean some oh. people sort of i think said to me previously that it's just a, a just a phase just a wave and yeah. um hear it all the time it's, it's clearly not it's clearly no not. so um <laughs> no it's um it's gonna keep rolling on yeah, I think so. Bigger. Well, thanks to you. I, no, I, I believe that. And, and thanks to your help. And uh, it certainly is growing in the UK. I mean, I attribute like pretty much all of the growth in the UK to your efforts and your fostering the community. And I, I really appreciate the support that, that you've given us. And I appreciate you guys out there in the community that support 
Uh, even those of you that that don't live in the UK that that visit the the Hampshire um, Forum and and talk about you know different types of fish keeping a very active community there. I know a lot of yeah. Americans that and, and other Europeans that will go and, and, and contribute to your community. And I think that's super important. It's in the end, it's bigger than just one brand. It's about the idea and yeah, you've done a great job right. with that. So thank you. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm going to wrap this thing up here. So I, uh, again, I appreciate your stopping by and I appreciate all of you that have stuck it out and, 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 you know, pulled up a, a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and listened to this, uh, this long podcast and, uh, it's something, it's a learning process for me. So I'm trying to learn to shut up more and listen. And that's always hard. <laughs> As James could tell you, I tend to ramble. Um, but, but it's great having guests and it's a lot of fun um, without a script or a, anything. So we're enjoying it. Yeah. If, if there's suggestions you guys have and, uh, you know, feel free to let myself know or, or hit up James and we'll, uh, we'll do this again. So I yeah. just want to tell you again that Scott Feldman and James Sheen uh, support uh, – Blackwater UK, he's doing a great job over there, and um, we've appreciated the support you've all given us at Tenant. And may all your tanks stay clean, tinted, and may you always stay wet. What do you think about that, James? Should we stay wet, or just but not our floors? Keep our bodies wet, but not our floors. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah, of us that are married. <laughs> so, all right, have yourself a great day, and thanks again. Bye bye now. <laughs>